Hi, Shalom, everybody. It's uh, Erev Yom Kippur here in Israel. Um, so today I'd like to tell you something that I heard, V'shem Lubavitch Rebbe, a very beautiful insight into Yom Kippur and the relationship we have with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. So we go into Yom Kippur usually being stressed out, thinking I have to do tshuva, I have to repent, and we do. We definitely do. But if we go with certain understandings of the relationship that we have with Hashem, I think it can go very deep and go be very gratifying. Um, a lot of times we have relationships with people, um, you know, contractually. You hire somebody to work in your store. They work for you. You pay them. And as long as they're working good and you're paying them well, everything is going good. They don't show up. Okay, there's an explanation. What's going on? But if they don't show up for a few days without any reason, and, you know, a month or two months goes by, and then they show up and they say, oh, sorry, this wasn't. Interest. So you basically say shalom, goodbye. You know, like what are you doing here? We 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 need you to work here. You're not working here. You know, go go on with your life. I'll go on with mine. That's uh that's relationship number one. It's contractual. It's based on things we do. Then there's a then there's a second level of relationship, which is very very much deeper, and that is a, a relationship that belongs, let's say, to a husband and wife, to two good friends. And here the relationship is not just based on what you do for me, I do for you. Two people are not married because there's exuva, because there's a there's a contract saying his responsibilities to her, her responsibilities to him. People are married because there's an underlying relationship which brought them to a place that they wrote exuva that's part of the the formal details of the relationship. But the relationship itself transcends the activities that one has to do with the responsibilities one has to do one towards the other. And when there's a breakdown in that regard, so then we try to do our best to repair that because we want that relationship. That relationship is there. And we want to cultivate that relationship. We want to care for that. And sometimes that, has to, that relationship has to be repaired. By the Baruch Shalom is the same thing. It's not just a matter of, you know, did we do, did we do sukkah? Did we, did we, uh, <laughs> did we put on tefillin? Did we light the Shabbos candles? Did we keep this mitzvah? It's, it's much deeper than that. The relationship by, by us and Baruch Hu is, is much, much deeper than that. It's a relationship of, of even better than husband and wife. We'll get to that in a minute. But basically there's a, there's a caring, there's a loving that transcends the, tra- the transactional or the contractual relationship that we have with the Kodesh Then we get to a third level. <laughs> the third level is much deeper because even in a marriage or a best relationship, you can at one point or at some point say goodbye. This is too hard. This is too much. I can't. It's abusive. Whatever the situation may be, there's a way there's, you can say goodbye. And some people do. But there's a, a part of a, a relationship that we have with Hashem that goes transcends the this. Now, in Kabbalah, they talk about the fact that the, the neshama, a person, um, has five parts to it. Now, usually, we talk about a body and a soul. Now, the word soul in English, the word soul in English is, is really a very loose, a very loose, um, one second. It's a very loose term because uh, it really has five parts. There's nefesh, that's the lowest one, and the most physical one. Then there's ruach, the, the, which belongs to the air. Um, the bottom above that is the neshama. That's the neshama that, that goes upstairs to Shemayim to write down every night when we go upstairs what we did. And that's why we put a tefillin on the top of our head, because that's where the neshama sits. And then there's two things upstairs in Shemayim called chaya and yechida. Now, these two parts are very high. We can't even talk about them. What we can talk about them is enough to understand that when Chazal tell us that we Jewish people are a chilek elokim imal mamish, chilek elokim imal, we mamish a part of a Baruch Hu. That's a that's you can't disown a part of yourself. We are one with Hashem. That is the part that is revealed 
on Yom Kippur, because on Yom Kippur there's five tefillos. There's five, five tefillos we daven. Usually we daven three on a regular day. On Shabbos and Yom we daven four. Yom Kippur is the only time of the year we daven five, because that fifth tefillah corresponds to that upper highest level. That's mamish part of Hashem, that yechida part. Anyway, so oh, so what happens is like this. On Yom Kippur, we, we, we are revealed to us that chilek of our neshama that cannot do sin, that sin does not touch. When we do sins that we say in, in, uh, in Chazal Kares and things like that, in death, that's only the part of levels of our soul that's down here in this world. The part of, of, of our neshamas that are upstairs, the part of our souls that are upstairs next to Hashem, that can never be tainted, never be dismantled, nothing. And that's why Yom Kippur is such a powerful day of Itzum Shia Mechaper. The day, of it, the day itself, the power of the day itself is Mechaper for us because that day is the day that we reveal the part that can never be tainted. And that cleanses us from all our sins as we come. There's a machlikas nagmar, Rebbe and the Chachamim. Rebbe says that, that Shuv is Mechaper, that Yom Kippur is Mechaper, even if we don't repent, which is an incredible thing to even think about for a second. Uh, the Chalm say no, it requires tshuva. But both are saying that the Yitzumah Shayoyim, this, this crazy, powerful, powerful day, is mechaper for all our because of the power of the day itself. And it's triggered, the Chalm say that's triggered by the tshuva, that we have to come forward, and we basically allow that level of our neshama, that's one with Hashem, to shine down to us and get to us, even on our most physical levels. That's why we don't, we, that could be one of the reasons why we don't eat and drink, because it's shining down to our very bottom. And we're, we're, we're we are, we are atoning and we are purifying our very lowly selves from the highest part of Hashem. It's crazy tefillah. Now the, the whole the whole Yom Kippur is like that, but it's expressed even acutely more, even more so by the tefillah of Nila. Now the, 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 the usual world, the Shivish world, has an expression that by Nila, right, after we, we got to get in those tefillahs, we got to cram it in because we got to ask whatever we want because by the end of Nila, the, Nila, the gates are closed, the gates in the gates, we got to get in, we got to get in. But there's a deeper, there's a deeper concept that says Lubavitcher Rebbe. Wow, he says that the whole of Yom Kippur is a chasana. That's where we're right. It's like we're under the chuppah. We're 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 close under the we're we're, we're just we're one with Hashem under the chuppah. And there, there's no need for eating and drinking. But you know what happens after the wedding? After the photographers go away, after the magi- magicians go away, you you leave the chasana kala to where? To a yichud room. You get into the yichud room, the yichud room is checked, and there's nothing, nobody in there, you lock the door. Nobody goes in that yichud room. You know, you know what Nila means, he says? Nila means that you start Nila, you lock the door. But you don't lock the door, the door is not locked in front of the Jew. The door is locked behind the Jew. Meaning now we are locked into the room with Hashem and Hashem alone. No one can be there, just like in time of the base of Midrash. No one can be there by the Kohen Gadol inside the Kodesh Kodashim. Be, uh, not even Malachim, not even Srafim, not anybody else, nothing else. Only us, only the Kohen Gadol and Hashem. So to today's day and age, we go into Nila, Hashem closes the door. But He closes her behind us. And we are one with Hashem, with our highest selves, pure as, as, as snow. And we can talk to Hashem without anything behind, with anything hampering us down. In that space, there's no such thing as guilt. There's no such thing as sin. There's no such thing as, as brokenness. There's no such thing as trauma. You leave everything behind and you're one with Hashem. And that's the beauty of the Nila. And the whole day is like that. But this is, but it's expressed most in the Nila service. And with Hashem's help, we should be zaychet, all of us, to, to experience that, the joy of cleanliness, the joy of the enjoyment of, of oneness with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And I'll end off with something that I I read very startling. 
the Rambam in Hilchus Shuvah says, "Ein Yom Kippur Mechaper Elamish Mam Bekaparasei." No, Yom Kippur is only Mechaper for you if you believe that it works. We have to really believe that Hashem is much better than us, much bigger than us, much more powerful than us. Not just in the physical sense, of course, but in the spiritual sense, in the forgiving sense. As soon as we say we're sorry, even though it's the millionth time we say we're saying we're sorry, but as long as we mean it, Hashem really forgives us. We're really, really clean. Hashem should give us the 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 fortitude, the strength to get up there and to put all, all into it and to to be close to Hashem, to think about the words, to, to really feel Hashem with us. And that should be so part of us that should inspire us to become new people and to, this should be the year that we should all be inscribed to see the Guru Shlame of Meher Thank you so much. Have a wonderful and successful Yom Kippur.